I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats presented by Perry Ellis Fragrances. We are here on the concourse at Phillies Stadium where Game 3 is not happening. Alex, it is officially postponed. It's hard to explain how quickly the energy changed here in the stadium because coming here, vibes have been so high in Philly. Eagles are undefeated winning yesterday. The Union won yesterday heading to the MLS Cup, and then everybody was getting ready to watch the Phillies get a big home win and then walking through the concourse, everyone dressed up in Halloween costumes, just so sad and defeated and drenched leaving. It was sad, man. It's big bummer vibes. You know, you don't think a lot about what is affected here. Obviously, there's a baseball game that isn't going to be played, and we still do have quite a bit to talk about. I don't. There was a video of Justin that went viral today. I'm going to talk all about that. I'm going to talk about what this rain delay means for the rest of the series. And I caught up with John Smoltz, and, and we'll show that later as well. But, Alex, we still have a lot to talk about. And yeah. I, I keep thinking there's a lot going on here that people don't think about. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. One, everybody's showing up tonight in Halloween costumes that are just walking home bummed and wet. Yeah. They don't look too thrilled. No. And one thing I noticed I saw before the show and, and during the rain delay that there are so many cool Fox graphics that were made for Halloween, and they were so cool. And look right at the there. transition we got here with the pumpkin. And my thought was, oh, my God, we're not going to get to use those. So a lot happening that uh, that goes into this today. And what I also thought about were the fans. you got to think about there are people who flew in today for this game. Now, obviously, I think their tickets work for tomorrow which yes. is the game three but people weren't planning for that schedules weren't planned for that so there are so many yep. fans that you don't know if they're actually going to be able to come to the game tomorrow if they were just in town for one night for this game so yeah there's a lot of things obviously sad for all of us covering the game and the players who wanted to play and the fans wanting to watch it but outside of life also affected and hey we get another day of the baseball season we do That's not the worst thing in the world no. so important to note here they are not just playing a baseball game on the planned travel day. Everything is bumped back one day. So there will be game three tomorrow, game four Wednesday, and game five Thursday, travel day Friday, and a game six and seven if necessary over the weekend. So I think that's one thing that I had in mind. A lot yeah. of people were wondering, but they are not just going to not do the travel day. That will still be happening. Everything is just pushed one day. That's important. Now, I think the biggest question is, what does this rain affect the most in terms of the two teams? And it has to be pitching. 
right? Because starting pitching is the biggest thing that you try to manage, not overmanage. Sometimes we see them overmanaging throughout the World Series. How is this affecting each team and the starters moving forward? Alex, that's a great question, and that's a great answer. It is the pitching. The pitching has a huge impact now after this rain delay. Here's why. Noah Syndergaard was set to start tonight for the Phillies. Now he is no longer starting. So the reason being, everybody gets an extra day of rest. Now who does that benefit more? It benefits the Phillies and their rotation that isn't quite as deep. So now, instead of Noah Syndergaard starting Game 3, Ranger Suarez is going to be starting Game 3. So this really impacts the pitching for the Astros. Lance McCullers is still going to be starting Game three, but I, I can't stress this enough because it's not just like, oh, oh, we're okay. The game's being played tomorrow. This is a big deal being able to line your pitchers up in the postseason. And in the World Series, it always becomes super important. How are you going to line up your guys? Are you going to bring guys back on short rest? Now, with this rain delay, it gives the Phillies a chance to bring back Ranger Suarez a little bit earlier. So, it is a, it is a big impact, yeah. I would say, and it is a little bit more beneficial for the Phillies, but in a, li- in a few more ways than just the starting rotation, which I can talk about in a second. And then what about Zach Wheeler, right? Because we, we saw him pitch the other night. We were surprised he wasn't the Game 1 starter, Game 2. His stuff didn't fully seem like it was all there. Right. So this is a this is another impact here. So where what has been announced is Ranger Suarez is now going to start Game Three, Aaron Nola is going to start Game Four, and Noah Syndergaard is still going to start Game Five, leaving Zach Wheeler for Game Six. So there's a couple different thought processes here. One, you hear it's delayed, and everybody thinks, oh, this is a huge benefit for the Phillies because they can just bump everybody up. That's not quite necessarily true. Yes, you could bump everybody up, and now you're looking at Aaron Nola in Game 4, but you still have to get to Noah Syndergaard and still essentially a bullpen day, right? If you bump them all up, they can't all just turn around and throw 6 and 7 as well. You can't bump up Nola and bump up Wheeler. Then you leave a hole later in the series, right? So you're still going to have that day for the Phillies. That day just now comes in Game 5 where Nola is slated to start instead of game three now you might be asking well why can't you just bump up wheeler as well why can't you bump you bumped up nola to four what about wheeler to five i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now, one thing I noticed was, and we talked about this early in the series, why didn't Zach Wheeler start in game one? He ended up starting in game two. I was down on the field for a while today, and I was watching the game that Zach Wheeler threw the other night. Started off, and his velocity was pretty good, but in that last inning, the fifth inning, he was throwing 93 miles an hour, which he doesn't he hasn't done all year. That's not Zach Wheeler. Yeah. So, and, and when I was down on the field earlier, the, the consensus around there is he's a little bit gassed right now. He's he's yeah. running on fumes, which answers the question of why didn't Zach Wheeler start in game one? Mm-hmm. 
they were again giving him another day. Now, how much does 24 hours get him? I mean, he was his velo was pretty good for the first few innings, but he, yeah. he again in that fifth inning kind of hit a wall. So that's another important thing to look out for here. And I also think the reason why didn't Wheeler start game one? Well, he's not starting game five either. And I think it's because their stud might be running on fumes a little bit right now. I, I think that's a pretty good analysis right there. But let's, yeah. yeah one, one more point yeah. here is the bullpen plays a huge factor here as well, I think. Okay. And I think the majority of people think this really favors the Phillies in their rotation. I would argue this really favors the Phillies' bullpen. Why is because the Astros have the best bullpen in the game of baseball and a much, much deeper bullpen. They have five, six guys in that bullpen that they feel very comfortable turning to. The Phillies have two, maybe three guys they're feeling comfortable going to. So in this game here tonight, which game three was scheduled to be a bullpen day, all of those guys were going to throw. They were going to throw in game three. Now the bullpen day is game five with an off day the next day. So the bullpen day isn't coming in game one of three in a row. It's coming in game three with an off day following. And I think that's where the biggest impact is, is for helping the Phillies bullpen. Especially since they were heavily used in game one and two with a day off. Now they get two days off, essentially, which is really big. But now let's look at the other side. The Astros, because my first thought is like, oh, wow, now maybe your brother can sneak up a game and maybe potentially, if there is a game seven, get in three games in the World Series. What approach are they taking? So they've come out. Lance McCullers is going to still start game three, Christian Javier game four and Justin game five. Okay, And that speaks. That's the benefit of the Astros deep rotation. Right, you can afford to to keep guys in line and have them have the chips fall where they may. We're we're not now thinking about the end of the series, but if you throw Justin in four, and then you, you know, there's going to be a hole at some point if you keep bumping guys up, and it's not an option that you want to turn to. We see it all the time in the World Series of guys getting bumped up a day, but the numbers don't really speak great to it. Guys don't often throw super well on three or four days rest as a starter because they're not used to it and they're creatures of habit. So the Astros are sticking with the game plan. The rain, the, the Phillies and Ranger Suarez are shuffling things around a little bit, which is a big factor in the series. now. Really interesting that they're taking two completely different approaches. But as you mentioned before, that's the benefit for the Phillies not having as strong as a starting. Yes, rotation. absolutely. That's a big factor here. All right. So a lot of weather talk. We mentioned a lot, lot of weather talk. Let's, I, I have to ask you something about your brother because he went viral <laughs> today. He did. On the bus, giving a nice little Philly hello. <laughs> Tell me you got some insider information. Explain what's going on. I, I did indeed. So the video that was posted was Justin and the team bus pulling in, backing into the stadium. And there was a shattered window right where Justin was sitting. Yeah. And you can see him looking out to the crowd, smiling, going, ah, Whoa. yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, I got I to gotta, I gotta do it correctly, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's giving it back to the crowd. And then there's a picture of him when he walks off of the bus. There's a picture that goes viral with a big smile on his face. And the same thing, big old smile, biddle, big old middle finger to the crowd. So, um yeah, so that's the video that went viral. There was a thumbs up there as well, a smile coming off of the bus, a thumbs up, 
and a big old middle finger with a smile to the to the crew. Well, yeah, I gotta I okay, gotta tell okay, the story okay, correctly. Okay, I get it. So catch up with him a little bit later. We're hanging out in the dugout, and um, yeah, I, I asked him about that, and he goes, "It's just a Philly hello." Oh, they were goodness. they were doing it to me with a smile on their face, and I was giving it right back. So I was just giving them the Philly hello, and literally while we were sitting there in the dugout, just yeah. hanging out, some people. Phillies fans yeah. came down to the front row saying, "Hey, Justin, can you give us a uh, can you give us a hello?" Yeah, and he waves to them, and they go, "No, no, 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 the Philly hello." Oh, and he goes, "So good, yeah, 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 I'll do it." Oh and my god, right back to them, <laughs> and they loved it. They ate it up, and I think that just speaks volumes to what was going on today. As he was just giving the fans what what they were giving to him, and everybody was doing it with a big old smile on their face. So that was pretty cool to see. But the window. That's what I got to ask because that's what made, I think that's what made it so shocking. Yeah, you can't see him. You can't see him. Yeah, if you're listening to this, his window is the only window on the bus that is completely shattered. Did someone throw something at the bus? I I love this part when when he's walking off the bus and he's like smiling and giving a thumbs up to those people that were flicking him off. And they were still flinging him off, so he gives a thumbs up and then goes right back to the Just middle. Just really thing. hello. So, the, like you said, the only reason this is even a thing is because the window was broken right where he was sitting. Nothing was thrown at him. Nothing was thrown at the team bus while they were pulling in. It was just broken somehow. And when they got on the highway and started driving down the road... The window just broke off. Whoa. Glass flew everywhere. It Whoa. got the, the police escort. It was shattered with glass. I mean, it was a really weird situation. Yeah. But nobody threw anything at the team bus to shatter the window. It wasn't anything violent. Honestly, this was just good Philly fun all around, I thought. It's epic. I, I mean, we've experienced it. The moment we stepped off the bus when we arrived <laughs> yesterday. I don't know if that was as much good fun. No, 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 no. It's aggressive. It's, it's aggressive passion is what we've And as, as long as you have fun with it, yeah. I, I don't think there's any. Even me in the stands today, I was getting yeah. heckled in the middle finger. I ended up going into the crowd and taking a picture with those guys, and they're like, you're the best, man. Oh, this is great. See? So, look, I, I think the coolest part of all of this is I see this video and then talk to Justin about it, and somebody literally comes up in the front row yeah. and, and asks Justin to give the Philly hello as well. So, um, that was really cool. And here's a tweet from Justin that he just sent out. All the context, whole interaction was in jest as all the fans around you were just saying hello in their native tongue. So I responded in kind. All in good fun. I enjoyed the banter. Also, nobody broke the window. It was just like that. Uh, so I think he started a new thing, the Philly hello. I, did did he start? That? I think he did. He just start the new trend, Philly Hello. Maybe. Is that I a think thing? the Phil, I think he he named it. Yeah, it's always that's been what I'm thing. saying. You just gotta she give let, it. You just gotta give it right back keeps. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That was epic. All in good fun. All in good fun. So game three will now be here tomorrow. Yep. Alex, you know what I was wondering is what? this this really throws a wrinkle into the outfit situation that we have going on because we basically just wasted wasted one of our daily. I thought about that. You knew that I was thinking about <laughs> I knew that. you were thinking okay, I, yeah. I wear the same thing pretty much, you know. That's okay. Just a different this period. is why I have three overweight bags. <laughs> so we're going to be okay. Uh, game three will be tomorrow. Alex and I will be with you pregame and postgame. But today isn't done here quite yet. I caught up with John Smoltz earlier today before we knew the game was canceled and talked to him a little bit about game three, a little bit about pitching in the rain, 
rain and uh, some fun questions like that. But for Alex and I, this does it for our portion of Flippin' Bats presented by Perry Ellis Fragrances. Now to end the show, enjoy John Smoltz, and we will see you all tomorrow. One-to-one series, John, the Astros win game two. Before we talk about today, game two, the Astros clearly had an approach against Zach Wheeler, which was swing early, swing often, and do some damage. As a pitcher yourself, you see that pretty early on, I assume, but what do you do about that? Yeah, in this case, it was too quick to make an adjustment. Uh, I think you go in with a game plan, and you hope your game plan is going to trump theirs, but they executed better, and kind of shocks the system of a pitcher when that happens. You don't have time to really recover. Four pitches in, three doubles. And so I thought they attacked Wheeler in a way that I thought that's what I thought as a broadcaster that's what was going to happen, and it certainly did. So credit the game plan. If it doesn't work, you get quick outs. You get that pitcher in a roll. So it's really really a teeter-totter approach. It worked for Houston. And then Wheeler settled down after that but wasn't really able to catch his breath after the first inning being down 3 nothing, I felt like that error was bigger than people thought. 2 nothing, you live with it. Like All that action is only 2 nothing. Once they made the error to make it 3 nothing, I felt like that was kind of like getting a flat tire. And I don't think people quite understand, like, why don't you just always come out and swing at the first pitch or swing early and swing often? And it's because of what you just mentioned, right? If you swing at the first two pitches of the game and you got two outs, then you're looking at the Phillies' best pitcher going eight, nine innings because yeah. his pitch count's low, right? No, it really is that calculated risk. And I think when you study film and you look at the numbers and you have an approach, it's one thing to to have an approach. It's another thing to execute it that quickly. And, you know, postseason for me is, is, is so different than a regular season. I'm not saying I would have thrown a first-pitch slider, but I think the moment of Altuve would have definitely I would have thrown a first-pitch slider, yeah. 100%. But that's that's just part of the deal. And, and, and Altuve had been struggling. He got going. Astros offense scored early again. That's been a key, I think, to kind of keep the fast-strike Phillies offense at bay. Game three tonight, hopefully. Lance McCullers, Jr., on the mound for the Astros, started – Game 7 of the World Series in 2017. He's been here. He's pitched in the World Series. Nasty sinker, slider, curveball. What is the Phillies' approach tonight off a pitcher like Lance McCullers? You know, it's going to be an interesting one because as I'm thinking about how he would attack the Phillies, on the flip side, I'm thinking about the Phillies. I can't miss fastballs to hit. I really think they've got to be able to take advantage of what limited fastballs they get. They're going to get a ton of breaking balls, and he's going to be around the zone if he's doing the things that he normally does. I think he's the most confident. He seems like one of the most inner-confident guys on the mound, and I think that's a good thing to have. He once told me that he could throw his curveball whenever he wants on command and not even throw it in the bullpen. And I went, that's a gift. And so that, to me, would be a game plan of Philly is – I know it's you can't really sit on his breaking ball. You got to sit on a location, but if you get a fastball, you got to hit it. On the other side of things, Noah Syndergaard, at least to start the game, what's his approach going into this game against the Astros? He just saw the best pitcher in the rotation get hit around a little bit in the first inning. Tonight, you're at home. You're at least a starter uh, or an opener, if you will. What is his approach against this Astros lineup tonight? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is you know, pitch to the corners. Um, you know, the old Syndergaard could throw it right down the middle at 99, 98 and get away with it. Now he's pitching to each side of the plate with a little bit of movement and a little bit of stuff that he has secondary stuff. So I think he's going to have to use his curveball and he's going to have to use his slider. But he's not afraid to pitch to contact. And I think that'll be the key tonight. He won't be in there probably two times through the lineup. 
But I think if he's able to navigate early on the, the inside and outside part of the plate, he'll be just fine. I'm curious your thoughts. It is supposed to rain tonight. If the game is played, it will most likely be throughout some rain at points, if not the whole time. I know from a hitter's perspective, the biggest thing at the plate is you just got the raindrops dripping down in your eye. It's a whole different ball game for a pitcher. What is it like pitching continually in the rain? The biggest thing you have to do is limit the long inning because then you don't get too wet and you don't get too um, the mound and the issue with the mound. You want to have a dry hand, and you don't want to be out there very long. So change your jersey, change the, your your shirts if you have to. And I felt like you've got to have kind of a mutter mindset. You really got to kind of plot along your pitches because it is going to be more of a grind. In perfect conditions, it's one thing, but when you know that there's potential rain, it's more of a, a cumbersome thing than it is anything else. And you got to grind a little harder on executing your pitches. So you have multiple jerseys ready to roll on a game like this? Yeah, I pitched through many games where either it's super hot and you're sweating through it, or it's rain and you're drenched and it's heavy. That jersey gets heavy, at least the ones we used to wear. <laughs> and so you got to make sure you, you are, um, are getting multiple jerseys ready, and, and you could throw one in a dryer. Uh, as well as get it ready for if it's your lucky dryer, lucky shirt. Uh, game three tonight, it is one-to-one -one in this series. You mentioned to me during the NLCS, game three in yeah. a seven-game series is actually the most important. Why is that? It's the most important because it's a swing game, and it puts it back into that you know shorter series for whoever wins it. And I really think statistically it definitely proves that. I think it's over 70-some percent the teams that win. Now that's either being up 2-0, and winning to go up 3-0 or being up, you know, sitting your team into a 2-1 or 1-2 deficit. And I think when you get 2-1, um, you know that with four games left, it's a lot better feeling to have to only win two of them than three yeah. of them. Yep, absolutely. John, thank you for joining me. By the way, a lot of people on the team been asking and wondering this question. You get one pitch on the mound, you're all warmed up and ready to go. Radar gun's hot. What are you hitting? I cannot possibly get 75 miles an hour. <laughs> my shoulder, when I tell you my shoulder's broke, it's broke. I don't ever want to throw again. That, I told somebody the other day, they, if they ever asked me to throw out the first pitch, I think I'm going to say no. <laughs> I spent bad? my living doing that, and I don't want to throw and play catch ever, anymore. John, thanks as always. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You got it.